You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. My co-host, Zim Hude, will be joining me very soon. But we're here to talk about a lot tonight. We're here to talk about the Bengals versus the Dolphins. We're here to talk about Joe Burrow and his return. And we're also going to talk about the final 53-man roster. So if you are new here, please be sure to hit that subscribe button under Zim Hude's YouTube channel. It's one word, Zim Hude, and then mine is New Stripe City. So please be sure to do that. But there are a lot of things for us to look forward to. Um, Starting things off, right, the Miami game. It's not really going to be a game that I think for the most part is going to be too exciting outside of Joe Burrow's debut, right? We haven't seen Joe Burrow the entire preseason, so now we finally get to see him. We haven't seen him since the Washington game. And so with Joe Burrow being back into the fold, I think that that's going to be the most exciting part about this game. The other thing is how do those other positions outside of the quarterback position and outside of some of the other ones where we have a whole bunch of competitions at, when we talk about the running back position, we talk about defensive line, edge rusher, where are those going to end up going? You talk about the cornerback position, wide receiver. So 
those are going to be the other positions that we'll be paying attention to outside of Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow playing in this game is going to be huge. I mean, honestly, you talk about the fact that he's going to be out there potentially a series. Now, Zach didn't uh, say exactly how many plays he had. He said that he had a specific amount in mind, but we don't know if that's going to be one series, two series. I would expect it to probably only be one. I mean, honestly, if you go in and you go down the field and Joe is able to go ahead and get a score, I think you take him out. But without further ado, let me bring in the dynamic duo. You know it's not orange, it's new black. If we don't bring in my man, Zem Huda. Zem, what's up? What's going on? How's everything going on with you today, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. I was just telling the folks that are listening at home, we're going to talk about the Bengals and Dolphins preview game. We're going to talk about Joe Burrow's return. And then we're also going to talk about the final 53. I personally think that the most exciting part about this Dolphins game is the fact that we're going to get to see Joe Burrow since we haven't seen him since Washington last season. And then we're also going to be able to figure out some of those other aspects of the roster where we have battles in terms of the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks. What are your thoughts just on Joey B suiting it up? Uh, I think it's time, man. It was, it was, I was at this point, you know, before where I kept on saying, you know, it, there was nothing to gain by him, you know, playing. And then I got to this other point where I just was like, you know what, he's got to he's got to feel comfortable going into the season. You don't want those jitters. You know, the jitters are still going to be there week one, but you don't want you don't want to walk into those jitters and him feeling like, you know, I, I hadn't done this in a while and it'd be like overwhelming. The jitters going to be there regardless, but you want to like lessen the load. I think it was very telling in this interview. He said, yeah. I probably won't get hit letting us know like the game plan is probably going to be him handing off or like a quick bubble screen to Jamar Chase, something like that. I'm, I'm assuming by, by based off of what Joe said. So I, I think it's a good move. I think on the last show I said, yeah, I'm on board with eight snaps. So let's see where they go. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the eight snaps will be good. As far as the other things that you're looking for in this game, like do you think that that's where we'll figure out whether – you know, the offensive line positions are set in terms of the backups. Is that where we find out which corners they're keeping now with Trey Waynes suffering an injury, the hamstring injury? Uh, is that where we find out if, you know, the edge rushers, which ones make the roster with us how, now having Noah Spence, which just also having Darius Hodge? Do you think that that gets found out in this game, or do you think that it's pretty much already set? I think for the most part it's, it's set, but I think at the very beginning of the show – I mean, I said the show – the very beginning of this game, I think Darius Hodge, they just need to start him like, and just see, is that a guy? Because all you're trying to do is see what he can offer you on third down and can he do it on a consistent basis in the regular season. That's all he's got to do year one, and I'm saying it like that's easy. But if he does give them that, they don't have to go relentlessly out looking for a defensive end. I still think – that they should make a late trade the same way that they did for uh, Christian Covington at the end of the uh, the, uh, the OTAs and everything last season. I think they still should be looking for that veteran type of guy like that as well, just to bring in as an insurance policy. But Hodge, I just think he needs to start. I think Cam Sample needs to start because those are the two guys that need to be rotated into your third down package early on. The one thing that I came away and I was up, if guys follow me on, guys and girls follow me on Instagram, I was looking at a bunch of uh, I look I just I just replayed the first three drives from the game last week. They're going to get a lot of push from DJ Reader. 
not only was he like pursuing and running down plays, I find myself like just glued to 98. And I posted a lot of those things on my Instagram on Zim underscore who they um, but they're gonna get that. They're gonna get some from Larry Ogan They're they're gonna be some different things that they can do, but they have to be able to say we have a definitive third down guy that can consistently get pressure. And I think that's the biggest test. The other test is I think with Trey Wayne is out. I think Eli Apple, because he's missed so much time, he's now competing with Darius Phillips on the outside. But Darren Simmons is finally committed to Darius Simmons. I mean, Darren Simmons has finally committed to Darius Phillips being the permanent returner. If that's to happen, then Eli Apple needs to be the primary backup outside corner because they now already have their rotation on their inside corners. So I think that that what they were trying to do with Darius Phillips in the um in the um as their slot corner, I think they're off of that train now. And if that's if that's to be said, then Eli Apple's got to show out and play a good game of football. He he has to start the game, walk out of there healthy, and be able to line up with, with whoever. And, and if he's not, then it kind of foils their plan on special teams with Darius Phillips because then you come to week one possibly starting Darius Phillips because from what I'm hearing right now, Trey Wayne's hamstring doesn't look like he's going to be ready for week one. That's that's about two and a half weeks off, though. So he's got time. But as of right now, it doesn't look that good. Nah, I'm with you. I think, like you said, it's, it's definitely going to make things interesting because Darius Phillips is going to be the punt returner. What would that, I guess, in a sense, transpire, and how would that affect the outside? Like you said, Eli Apple, we haven't seen him this entire preseason, honestly. Now, obviously, they've seen him practice – in practice, but we have not seen him in any games. And at the end of the day, to be real, Eli Apple, we kind of have seen him on other teams. He has had some up and down seasons. I mean, honestly, this is probably his third or fourth team. But the thing that he does bring to the table is actually having starter experience. I'm not saying that he's a stud or anything like that, but he is used to playing in a defense, being a starter. And so I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see between Darius Phillips and him which way they may go, which kind of ties in a little bit to the final 53 um, from from my aspect of how I kind of envision that going because they do have a pretty tight competition at corner, and it was a position that they addressed in full this offseason, and it kind of does sting a little bit that Trey Waynes gets a hamstring injury before the season. As you said, we're two and a half weeks away. But let's transition, I guess, into the final 53, right? Because we already know Joe Burrow, his spot is safe. Uh, Brandon Allen's spot is safe. Who were some guys that you have at the receiver position making this roster? There's a lot going on. Uh, why don't you take it? Like, lead us off with that. Give me, give yeah, me your you. give, so for give me, me your take on that. I want to see. I'm gonna work for, off of what you're saying. For me, I think we're going to disagree on this one. I think we're going to disagree on this one. But I think that that's the beauty of the final 53 projection, right? So, obviously, my top four, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Tate, those are locks, right? right. Then you get into the guys after them. Uh, for me, I decided to keep six receivers. I don't think that this is a season like in years past and special seasons where they've had to keep seven receivers. So, I have them keeping six. However, when it comes to the two that I'm keeping, I'm actually keeping Trent Taylor and I'm keeping my guy, uh, Mike, Mike Thomas. So I'm keeping Mike Thomas and Trent Taylor. I think Trent Irwin is going to go to the practice squad. 
Uh, my main reason is that Trent Taylor pretty much is a slot receiver. He can back up Tyler Boyd. And Mike Thomas, it appears from the depth chart that the Bengals have on their website, it seems that they like to use him on the outside, backing up, I believe, T. Higgins on the outside there. So those are my six. Who would be – would you keep six? Are you keeping seven? Which, which way are you kind of leaning towards? And if you do keep six, which guy are you swapping out or cutting? I'm going seven. And, uh, and the seventh guy has got to be either Trent, uh, Trent Irwin or either Stanley Morgan. And Stanley Morgan, last week, um, one thing that I noticed is that they gave him reps as the first string, with the first string wide receivers on one of those series. I think he had one or two different reps with them. And, that, and I think that's an attempt to try to keep him because he is the best gunner on the team. So from a special team standpoint, they probably want to use him in that regard. And they want to know that they can get something out of them if they had to play them on game day. Now, I, I just think it comes down to Stanley Morgan versus Irwin. It's going to be one of those two. And I think that's the seven guy. I feel like everything that you're saying, like with your six, Trent Taylor makes sense. You know, um, I've been pretty critical on him as far as like a returner, but he's more shorthanded. If Darius Phillips has to go cover on the outside, then look for a Trent Taylor, you know. So that, that is the six that I match up. I'm just adding Trent Irwin versus Stanley Morgan. Nah, that's facts. I throw in a quick super chat for my man Alonzo Ars for 199. Appreciate that. Says that he will be at the Bengals versus Bears game. He says who days them. Um, so moving on to the next position for me, I think obviously we pretty much both probably have them keeping two quarterbacks. Uh, at the running back position, right? That's where it also gets intriguing because you have guys such as Chris Evans, you got Puka Williams, who they kind of actually converted from a running back to a receiver. You also have uh, I want him, but he he would have had to make a wide receiver. He would have had to make it as a wide receiver. Facts, facts, and then you also have some AJ Piran, Trevion Williams, Jacquez Patrick. Um, so when it comes to this, I have them keeping four because I feel like they typically keep four for the roster. But my four is going to be Joe Mixon, Samaje Piran, Chris Evans, and Jacquez Patrick. I feel like Jacquez Patrick is going to get the edge over Trevion Williams simply because Trevion Williams has had, what, two or three seasons. And unfortunately, it's not his fault, right? He ended up getting hurt, and that kept him out of being able to play in the preseason. Now, he may play in this game, but I don't know if he can – you know, have a performance that's worthy of pushing Patrick, in my opinion, off of the roster after Patrick just went out, was averaging seven yards per carry. I think it may have been the highest out of the running backs there. Um, so for me, it's going to be those four as my four running backs. Zim, how do you feel about the running back position and who are you keeping, who are you getting rid of? I'm, I'm going to go three, right? But the, the, the caveat to this is, does anyone know this from a roster standpoint, can they have Thaddeus Moss listed as like a um, like a fullback, an age back, or like an age back? Because if if so, that would be my four. I think they feel comfortable letting. They have to go offensive line heavy. I think like early, like maybe maybe not at the very beginning. So you're 53. I think if they have the luxury to do it, sure. But if anybody on the offensive line is like dinged up or has any type of injury or something that we don't know it, they can't. They can't go eight. They're going to have to go nine, ten. And the line isn't as in bad shape as most of the average fan thinks. But I think that they're going to be trying to do a lot of different things to get Carmen and Deontay uh, Smith trying to get them, like, hitting the ground running so that they get the opportunity to take a spot. 
and then you you got to carry Fred Johnson stuff like that because that is your backup right tackle as of right now. But I'm I, I got a little bit ahead of myself, but that really makes a big a big difference because I think they're going to want to keep Thaddeus Moss, and I don't know how that works. If is it because they're not going to go more than three tight ends on game day, right. but but if they can put uh, Thaddeus Moss as like an H back or listed as a fullback or something like that, I I, I can see that. He's been so good at camp, so good at camp. I can't. I think that if they took the risk of letting him go to practice squad, somebody scoops him up. Just the same way they're like Hodge, they don't have the luxury of doing that. I think with Patrick, that's that's a tough one. They could they could possibly lose him if they do it, but I think that's a risk that they're probably more so willing to take because they do have Travion Williams. Nah, that's fact. So. Do you, so do you have them keeping Travion with you? You said three and then Moss, so you're cutting Travion in. He was just too banged up throughout. He he. Chris Evans essentially took his spot because Chris Evans just did, did too well. Right. And, exactly. and, 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 and the big back is P. Ryan as the backup. Right. But I just think by the time we get to week two, three, I mean, Chris Evans is going to be the new Geo or – or as you say, the new Reggie Bush. So it is what it is. So nah, facts. Okay, so we got Zim keeping three running backs: Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, as well as Chris Evans, and then using Thad Moss as kind of that H back role, which does make sense because that's where I see Thad Moss as well. There, there's no him. way they're letting him go to the practice squad. He's just he's been a yeah. he's been killing in camp. Like that's one yeah. of the. Out of camp, Awuzie, Thaddeus Moss, and Evan McPherson got to be like, and Auden Tate always, right? There were right. four right there, got to be like the, the camp MVPs. There's never been like a bad report drop, anything like that. All right. my highlights when I go over it always got Thaddeus Moss getting like at least one big catch. Nah, that's facts. I'm with you. I'm with you. Somebody said stop comparing Evans to Reggie. It's just a player card. We're not saying that. Just the running know, style. Just the running style. style. Yeah, the style. Just the style. We, I mean, Reggie Bush, I feel like underachieved it as far as his expectations for the league. So I don't right. know if he meant that as a good thing or bad thing. I'm just talking about the running style and the right. looseness, the body frame, different things like that. I just feel like that that Ace made a really good comparison. I've been running with it. Yeah, and the route running and everything. But getting into the offensive line, you talked about going offensive line heavy. Um, I These are the linemen that I decided to keep. It gets really confusing because – Obviously, you had Hakeem Adenergy that got assigned to IR. You got some injuries going on, so it's kind of tricky. But for me right now, I've got Jonah Williams at left tackle. I don't have anyone currently behind him. Obviously, they could use a mix of these guys that they have that I have left. I've got Quentin Spain. I've got them keeping Deontay Smith. I've got them keeping Xavier Suofilo, who proved me wrong because we talked before. I thought he was in jeopardy, but obviously with him starting the next For me, he was just a short bet. Um, I'm not sure if Ace is. Okay, there he is. The lineman that I'm keeping at that position. What about you? Uh, I'm in the same boat. I feel like Xavier Sulafilo, like, just beforehand, I think that was the most logical line before the draft. But then you go into the draft and you draft a guy so high in the second round that automatically I'm like, well, He's got to battle it out with something. When Spain gets to camp, he says that's his job. So I knew day one that was going to be Spain. Uh, I'm going to tell you another thing, uh, just real quick. When I was watching the game last night, you know, another thing that stands out really, really crazy in that game, in that, in that Washington football team game? Which name? Them tackles, bro. 
Okay. And, and I don't know if y'all seen Jonah. I highlighted this on Instagram. If y'all not on Instagram, I know that everybody's stuck in their ways. And so Instagram is where I feel like you get more insight from the players. That's just my personal opinion. But Jonah Williams finally, like, talking his stuff on it. He's like, yeah, I, I had that boy on the island talking about Chase Young. And and if you yes, watch sir. that game, if you watch that game, I mean, Reef and Jonah, I mean, beyond pushing the pockets, like, beyond pushing the pocket, like, wherever they wanted him to go, like, untouched. Anybody feeling any type of way about uh, Joe Burrow with pressure on the edge? Right now, I can't speak for a whole entire year. That hasn't happened yet. But right now, going up against arguably probably the second, third best defensive line in football with starters, the same same dudes that took out Joey's leg, I don't know why um, Brandon Allen was throwing the way he was throwing. It was some beautiful pockets out there, and they just look really good. So you, we know our starting five, right, with Hopkins in there. So then we go to my sixth. I'm going to go to uh, Billy Price. Um, the seventh is Carmen. The eighth is Deontay. And then the ninth is Fred. I, I believe that the backup, if the, I'm carrying nine. How many did you end up with? I actually left off Trey Hopkins and Billy Price, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the exact number, five, seven, See, Hopkins eight, is starting. I'm, I'm carrying nine as well. I'm carrying nine as well. Because so. you know Hopkins, that I don't know if you guys heard that. That's the big news, too, is that Trey Hopkins is going to start with Joey B Sunday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, it seems like we're keeping the same offensive lineman. Uh, Super chat from DJ. Mr. Appreciate that, bro. What's up, y'all? I'm back again, he says. But do you see us picking up any additional players once cuts are done? Yes. Or do we just need depth, like an extra lineman or something else? Zem, you said yes. I think so, man. And I think it's I think it's edge. I don't think that they're going to be like, unless... See, this is the thing. If if a big offensive line guy falls off, I feel like the cohesion and everything that they're feeling right now, the fans are a little bit different. We're looking for, like, the name. I think they're really impressed with the cohesion and what they're getting out of Xavier Sulafilo. I think where Spain might show up is in some of these zone-blocking uh, ones where he can't really get to the second level and he's more of a power guy, right? If somebody was out there from a guard position that had flexibility – and didn't mind not starting or something like that, you know, I, you know, just getting cut, I could see that. But them trading for that type of piece, that doesn't exist. So right. anybody saying that, like, nobody's giving up good offense alignment. I did read one report. Somebody said this to me this past week. I'm going to pull it up. There is, There are a couple guys on the trade block that are dissatisfied with their teams that arguably could be starters. I could see a scenario like that. But aside from that, I think they'll be looking at edge – and maybe, maybe if Eli Apple doesn't do what he has to do on Sunday uh, evening, they might be looking at corner. That's that's the areas that I think that they'd be looking at. And ironically, that's the same areas that we'll be looking at if we come into the draft 2022 <laughs> is edge and corner. So right. that, that's where it goes to me. Somebody hit me up and said, well, we got Osai coming back next year. Osai coming back off of a knee surgery is not what we want to make our hopes on. I think what we saw from the preseason and his measurables, everything adds up and checks out. But that's like saying we're waiting for Josh Tupau to come out, right? I believe in Josh Tupau. I think he's going to be as we get further in there, he's going to make the roster and I think he's and I think he's good. But you couldn't bet you couldn't come into a season and sell me on a guy coming off of surgery. You need you need to be a little bit more assertive than that. 
No, I agree with you, especially with those two positions, edge and corner. I think if there is a player out there, they definitely make a claim in there. Um, just a comment here from my man, Russ ENT. He says, whole lot of orange, whole lot of content, less. <laughs> so that's, that's a good segue, I think, into the defensive line. Because it's funny, you said that you would be keeping Josh Tupo, right? So, bro, that game, I watched it. I was up at four o'clock last night. Something weird woke me up and I was watching the game. But go ahead. So this is where it gets interesting for me. It was it was tough. Right. Because when I'm looking at this, it's like, man, this is this is a tough 53 to make. Right. And so these are the the situations that I decided to go with with Osai um, being out of the picture. I just treated it as he's going on IR. Right now, I think it was reported that it's potential that he may be placed on IR. Uh, but I went with Sam Hubbard, Khalid Kareem, Cam Sample, uh, Trey Hendrickson, Noah Spence, and also Darius Hodge. So I'm keeping all of those guys. But this is where it gets interesting. For the three technique, I'm keeping Larry Ogunjobi. I'm keeping Mike Daniels. And for nose tackle, I'm only keeping two. I'm keeping DJ Reader and I'm keeping Tyler Shelvin primarily because DJ Reader obviously is the starter. Tyler Shelvin is a guy that they invested a fourth-round draft pick in. But here's the twist. I know four defensive tackles sound super thin, but the way that they use Cam Sample, I'm banking on. We talked about using him like Wallace Gilberry. That's what I'm banking on. I'm going to be able to stretch him at the edge position and use him inside and have him rush from inside as my backup three technique. So that is the logic that I kind of use behind that because I couldn't look at the nose tackle position, which only gets 20% of snaps and keep three of those guys for me personally. But Zem, how do you see how do you see that playing out? Obviously, you said that you want to keep Tupo there. Got in to. terms of that. I need that big boy in there, bro. Like, come on, don't don't forget the beef. We're not going vegetarian, are we? No, where's we're the, not going vegetarian. Where's the beef? It's in Shelvin. I found my beef in Shelvin. I found that yeah. beef in Shelvin. I just, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Like for me, you, it wouldn't be a hard sell for me. I just worry that camp sample, like there are going to be some games, Ravens, Browns, primarily where you're going to be in four, three Facts. variations where you are going to have to have a good rotation of monsters up front. So guys on the outside looking in, I think probably is like a Rennell Wren, like as far as like the big boy up front and, um, What's the other kid? Uh, I think Freedom. Freedom got we went. We came on the show and I said, "Man, Freedom." Da, da, you know, the next day, Freedom they released them. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The, yeah. the next day after we did. Um, but <laughs> but I but but I feel like all right. So let me go through. All right. So Hubbard, Hendrickson, Shelvin, Reader, Tupal, Ogunjobi, Sample. That's seven. How many are you carrying? Eight? Uh, let's see. I got three, five, seven, uh, nine. It's really ten, but they list Hodge as a linebacker. So I guess yeah. I guess it will be ten for me if you count yeah. Hodge as a obviously he's an edge rusher, right? So I, I think I kept ten. Unless yeah, let's say unless they get real tricky right now. That 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 was the one that I was kind of struggling with, and that was uh, I think early on. See Khaled Kareem and Mike Daniels. Hold up, I'm tripping. All right, so I was at seven, then Kareem, then Daniels, and I don't think Spence is going unless he does something crazy. 
Armani Bledsoe, I think practice squad. McKenzie, I think practice squad. And who else did I write? Yeah, that's it. It 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 might be nine, but it's because of Mike Daniels and Tupau. I I just think that they're gonna go with the, that that five right there because Mike gives you a little bit of push up front. That that is a crowded room up front, bro. That is, bro. That's yeah. why Tupo. I had I said I had to be. I had to. Tup- Tupo gonna get scooped up, and you know who's gonna get him. The Ravens, yeah, the Ravens, or I, I just gotta take that. There's gonna be somebody in our division that two power is made for our division. But that's not to say that I'm right. I mean, two power is definitely a good player. Bro, like you he, said, he, they could definitely keep him for sure. Him, him, and Reader double team on like two different run stuffs or whatever that I saw. Beautiful. Is you couldn't ask for more. Like they're they're, they're communicating together. My man Mike been so quiet lately though. Like that's what I'm like, man. Hold up, man. That's a it is a lot of bodies in that room. I just think Mike Daniels just offers something from a leadership standpoint too. And then Khaled Kareem, I just think that he's gonna he's a lock now because of Osai going down. You couldn't just you know, unle- yeah, yeah. I'm not counting Hodges on the line. I'm counting Hodges a linebacker. Because so, one yeah. thing that I noticed too is uh, Jordan Evans was the first nickel off the bench in this past week too. That's fact. So, so you we bring up a great segue into the linebacker position. So I have them keeping Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis, Gaither, Jermaine Pratt, uh, Marcus Bailey, Jordan Evans, and Darius Hodge. So those that's are it. my linebackers. That's that's what you got as well. That's it. That's um, and it. then when we get into corner, that's where it gets interesting too, right? So I got <laughs> Trey Waynes, Eli Apple. I've got Cheeto, Darius Phillips, Mike Hilton. Those are the obvious ones. I actually have in a surprise fashion here. I got Jalen Davis making it. Oh yeah, as, for as sure. As well. For sure, he for sure. Uh, that's the when, earlier in the, in the pod. I, that's what I was saying. They don't have to have Darius Phillips coming inside and uh, play corner inside anymore because of the emergence of Jalen Davis. Even on the last practice, forced the fumble, making plays all over the place every single practice. Facts, facts. Safeties, it was pretty straightforward for me at least. I got Von Bell, Ricardo Allen, Jesse Bates, and Brandon Wilson. Even though we didn't see Ricardo Allen, I believe, all preseason, I still got him making it. Obviously, Hold on, so for corners, so corners, do you have Winston Rose? No, I do not have Winston Rose making the roster. So you got Darius Phillips, Mike Hilton, Jalen Davis. You don't got Tony Brown. No Tony Brown, nope. So then you got a Woozie and an Apple. That's five. I have five corners. Yeah, I believe so. So that's one, pretty two, slim, bro. That's kind three, of four, five. No, I have six. I have six. I counted as six. Well, Who's Trey Wayne's. If you if you are counting one, that Trey Wayne's isn't going to be there to start four, the season, five. you are right. That would be five corners. That would right. be five corners. Um, and see, that's Ricardo the reason why Allen, I think that they got to make a play. They got to go get somebody true. or catch one of the cut down dudes because I don't think that they're going to feel good about Eli Apple on the outside like that and Darius Phillips. I think they feel probably stronger with it, but he take he fumbles what they're trying to do on on uh, punt, on special teams. Nah, facts. You're right. So I think in the event that they did snatch up a corner, Jalen Davis, they might swap him for that player, try to put him on the practice squad some type of way. It's always weird stuff that they do to get these last uh, few roster spots figured out. But the other ones, special teams, Kevin Huber, Evan McPherson, Clark Harris. Do you have any surprises there in terms no. of that? Nope, but I got a great question for you. If the Bengals had to, if you had a uh, pick, what are the two pieces that you think are trade worthy that would get back something in return on our team? I know I'm asking you this on the spot, 
But right. I was thinking about this earlier. If you had to do a player for player trade, right? I think uh, Josh Tupel, I think is is definitely a good trade chip to have. I think another one could be. That's where it gets tough. Like maybe one of the wide receivers. Like maybe you could trade oh, yeah. a, a Mike Thomas or you know someone like that. It would probably have to be Odd and Tate, but I don't know if they would want to get rid of Odd and Tate like now. But um, going into the last, going into the last year of the contract, he you already know you can't retain him the following year. He right. he already had that one period where he was saying that, or his agent put out there that he was looking for a trade that that lasted for like a couple of weeks. They threw that fire out or whatever. But as far as pieces on the team. Like if you look at a team like the Lions or somebody with probably the worst wide receiver core I can I can see, but they have some depth pieces that I think we would I was looking at their roster earlier. Mm-hmm. But Auden Tate, he doesn't do, you know, like they got the kid Amon Brown and all them. They got some big guys in there. I think he's a lot more, he would be a number two, number three on the Lions roster, bro. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and if they gave up like a fifth. Or something like that. I think the Bengals, because he, you can't retain him. There's no way. There's there's no. They, they don't have a check for, with his name on it at all. There, that's a guy we know is leaving. Another guy and somebody in the crowd said this is a uh, 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 Cybert. Yeah, you know, like I, I can see we had some people well. go down. Another another position too. They wouldn't trade it. There's a lot of tight ends that are injured right now. For a lot of people watching this. They're looking at the Bengals and saying, damn, Trey Wayne's like, there are some teams out here. I think it was the Saints that have both of their tight ends hurt. There's a there's, there's a couple of teams that have a lot of boys at tight ends, and we have tight ends. We have a couple of depth piece tight, tight ends, like a Mason Shrek of the world that can maybe yield you like a seventh-round pick or something like that. We have some experienced guys. You know another guy that I saw last week that was balling? Tyler Craw. Yeah, y'all remember? He last week he did his thing. He's he played for the Jets or the Bills, I think he was doing good. Right. But 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 Cyber, uh Auden Tate, and then my other guy that I was saying, those 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 are my two that I, I would love. But um but man, you know, what, Rand, maybe maybe you could try to get something for him. I think you, I think you get nothing for us. You would get nothing for two power, you would get nothing for Mike Daniels. You know, like it, it, there's some guys that I think that can add value for a team, but I think no team is willing to give up anything for it. Nah, that's facts. Well, guys, we appreciate you for tuning in to the Orange is the New Black podcast. Uh, our sponsor, Midwest Best Barbecue, is now back open. Uh, they are located at 669, I believe it's Justice Lane. I do have the address in the description if you are looking for them. Our man Greg Luther hit them up, got some of those wings and was very complimentary of them. A lot of people have been getting great feedback, so please shout out to check Greg. them out, support them. Shout out to Greg for supporting the show for sure. Uh, Zen, was there anything that you want to say before we get out of here? Shout out to everybody in this thing. We got to get out of here, but on Sunday, I'm going to go live for the first quarter. We're going to do a Joey B uh, special. I don't know what you got live stream going on with George. You got your own fans that will be in your crowd too. So if you're looking to check out some of the game, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to do a first quarter special. I got to get out of there because my fantasy draft is that same day. So <laughs> so once I finish up that first quarter, Joey does his thing. Y'all want to hear me fired up and talk some trash? Here I come. That's facts. And, of course, we'll end this with a yes. Sersky! Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. 
<laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.